Well, hello, listeners, and welcome back to From the Heart. We are so glad that you have joined us this week, and I'm so glad that our dear Mary Thompson Hunt is back with us. Hi, Mary. Yay! Hi, Joshua. I missed you last week. Oh, it's... I know, I missed you, too. Getting to this virtual platform for our show has been trying, but I think we're making it work. I think so, too. I think so, too. And there's more ahead for us, some surprises coming up for... For those that listen, Mary, in. have you been able to do anything fun while you've been uh, kind of in quarantine? Do you know what? I have been enjoying the quiet moments with Jason. Uh, uh, Jason, my husband, my number one. We've had great conversations, read a little out loud, watched television, um, you know, just in remembering why we get uh, along so well. It's like I, I saw somebody post the other day. It was actually like a really young couple that, and they said, well, if it, if anything is like, if retirement together is anything like quarantine, I think I'm going to love it. <laughs> Y'all, yes, yes. Well, let's, let's dive right in, Mary, because we don't have much time with our guests. Yes. Um, thankfully, we're sharing the time with three wonderful guests today. So we want to dive right in. And today we have Jen Vargas, who is the programmer and host of Film Slam Florida. Hi, Jen. Hey, Joshua. Hey, Mary. How you doing? Uh, Hi, Jen. We're doing great. Thanks so much for joining us for this conversation. Jen, I feel like I need to add like 50 more titles because you're such like a community advocate and you've got your hands in so many good things. Uh, so I feel like you need a lot longer title than that. Oh, I, I try. I, I, I am involved in, in many different aspects in our community. So it, uh, it gets to be a lot, a lot of hats, a big hat rack, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us. You've probably always been like that, huh? My mom taught me well. <laughs> so tell us about Film Slam Florida. Oh, Film Slam is a monthly screening series of short films which feature Florida's independent filmmakers and Florida's talent. We, uh, we've been around for 15 years. We started in 2004 at the Rogers Keene building where City Arts is now. Uh, we moved over to Enzian theater for about 13 years and last year we left and now we're at the Orlando Museum of Art who has been wonderful to us. Wow. Oh nice and how it's once a month you said? Once a month correct. And and what are these films where are you getting them from who is creating them? Uh, all of the films all of the short films that we show are from Florida filmmakers from across the state from the panhandle to the keys we accept films of all kinds um, of ratings of all kinds, subject matters, whether they be music videos, documentaries, narratives, anything. If they're all Florida-based. Do you get a lot of submissions every every month? Actually, yeah. We've we've had quite an uptick of, of films being submitted after, uh, ironically, after the, the COVID stuff began. Um, we've consistently had a uptick in entries since probably the end of last year and been going up ever since. So we've, it's surprising that uh, people are still submitting through all of this, but uh, we're, we're happy to accept them. So are people actually creating new films in quarantine? Is that what's happening? Um, Yes. A lot of people are, they, they, from what I've observed, they tend to be more of a, of a documentary uh, first person point of view to where um, different people are going through different situations during all of this and whether they're a caregiver like I was or 
whether they are just wanting to be social and wanting to create, but used to doing so in a group or collaborative environment in person. Some people are, are coming up with very creative ways to express that point of view. I would guess that living through a global health crisis can create some pretty incredible documentary footage. Oh, <laughs> I would think that would be some good content. Yeah, there's there's some interesting content. There's some abstract content for sure. Uh, there There are a bunch of different films that we've seen submitted before and during this time that uh that 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 are pretty great actually and there are some that are okay that's a great that's a great story to share that some interesting interesting ones for sure and why has film been so important during this time you know all of us have turned to art in some capacity whether it's singing or dancing or poetry or painting or writing or or watching movies uh why do you think people turn to film in times like this well in times like this people want to escape escape from watching the news escape from seeing headlines that might be scary escape from um even just seeing the stress of uh seeing a different world whether they're going out to do laundry or uh, picking up prescriptions, going to the doctor, doing grocery shopping. People just want an escape. They want a, a respite from the what we all have to face. So um, having a, an hour or two to do that, in, or in our case in Film Slam, 20 to 30 minutes to do that is uh, very welcome to a lot of people, especially now. Yeah. How did the idea for Film Slam come about? Oh boy, Film Slam started, Film Slam actually predates my involvement. Um, a person named uh, Jason Neff had brought, I, from what I understand, that brought the idea of a Film Slam from the West Coast to Central Florida in 2004. And in the very beginning, <laughs> when they say lean years, these were like extra, extra lean, 2%. <laughs> There were a handful of people in the crowd, maybe five at any one time, um, definitely under 10 for the first couple of years. And then it, it pretty much grew from there when we um, found, uh, when the DMAC closed, when the, uh, the DMAC space that UCF brought to the Rogers Keene building, when that closed in 2006, um, the then programmer, John Thiessen, had uh, spoke with the then marketing manager of Enzian, and they decided to uh, have our space over at their space. So for 13 years, wow. we we actually, our filmmakers had a space and, and they grew. And then um, uh, Enzian had programming changes and wanted to do different things. And Film Slam, of course, we predated Enzian, so we wanted to continue. We had built a pretty strong independent film community at that point. So... We had to find another home and very quick. So that's when um, the folks at Orlando Museum of Art stepped in and we, we still have a home. So that's good. Independent film, independent voices. And we need a space. We don't have a brick and mortar space like, like most of the nonprofits in town. So we are a nonprofit that provides that to independent filmmakers. Have there been any films uh, through Film Slam that have gone on to win awards or maybe gone on beyond Florida and, and made a big impact? 
Um, yes, actually, quite a few of our filmmakers have gone on to screen nationally and internationally in different festivals, whether they're themed or film festival specific to like horror or um, music or documentary, a bunch of the films. We used to have a qualifier when we were at Enzian that a few of our films would make their brouhaha um, film student film showcase and then Mm -hmm. um, a few of them by curation would go to the Florida Film Festival and I happened to have one film in called Tech Squad before I was I was just a participant and an attendee Uh, this was in 2014 I think Um, I had a film that went beyond Florida that went beyond the United States and wow went on to play uh, I think we played in France and Jamaica Croatia Tech Squad was the what was the first film according to IMB IMDB to feature then Google Glass so we went pretty far with Tech Squad it's it still has legs even though the tech might be a little outdated but oh. but that That's happens cool. quickly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, a lot of our filmmakers, they um, since Filmsland is technically not a film festival, when people are submitting to work the film festival circuit, they can kind of have a, a practice run for um, different sets of eyes with Filmsland because we don't count against the requirements of a traditional film festival. Cool. Yeah. So you you are a programmer and a host, but are you also a filmmaker? I am. I am also a filmmaker. I graduated film school in 2006. And uh, where'd you go? Um, I went to what was then known as Florida Metropolitan University. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it is now, but uh, <laughs> got it. If it is, but I graduated from there. I really wanted to do music supervision because that was my. That was my goal. I'm more of a documentarian at heart. So I guess I guess they kind of fall in line with one another at the end road. Are you working on a project these days? I am. I am actually in post-production of a short that uh, my boyfriend and I shot during, before and during the COVID-19 pandemic. It's called Out for Cranberries. And we're <laughs> bidding it into the Moment International Film Festival, which is in New York. Wow. Congratulations, Jen. That's awesome. So how how can we uh, experience Film Slam right now? Is there a way that we can see archived films or is is there going to be a showing virtually? Well, I thought about that and there, there comes conflicts with a, with a filmmaker wanting to do a film festival run. Um, Some film festivals require filmmakers to not have any online screening at all of their film. Mm. And some require a, a certain film to be like a premiere of sorts. So it's kind of, it's been hard for us at Film Slam to even think of a virtual realm because so much of our community is based in person to person. Right. And the screenings as well, we wouldn't want to step on any toes for having a film not qualify in future film festivals or film competitions. So it's been a challenge, but our Facebook page and our Twitter and Instagram are still very active. and we've been- Tell us how to find you on, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Sure. We um, are The Film Slam on Twitter and Instagram and Film Slam, Facebook.com forward slash Film Slam on, on uh, Facebook. 
Okay. And I imagine if they were to even just Google search Film Slam, they would find you, right? Yes. We have a webpage, thefilmslam.com. Okay. So Great. There, there might be some old things um, involving Insian there, but thefilmslam.com is where you'd find the latest info. Great. Great. And we'll, we'll just say that we know there's wonderful content being made, made and great movies will come out of it. Great films will come out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll stay connected to you, Jen, and make sure we keep up with your Facebook and your social media friends. Make sure you keep up with Film Slam Florida. And Jen, thank you so much for joining us and telling us what's happening in your world. Thank you. So thank you, Jen. Thank you. So Mary- stay in touch. We'll do. So we'll be right back, friends, here on Magic 107.7 FM, From the Heart. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt, here with Joshua Vickery. And today we're kind of giving everyone a almost a smorgasbord, huh? Joshua? Yeah, smorgasbord. I like I like that we're having multiple guests on the show. It's here, fun. here. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, but all things art. Um, and I'm very happy to introduce our next guest. It is Mr. Dave Russell. Uh, boy, Dave was there from the beginning of SAC, so we'll we'll let him give you a little brief uh, intro into that part of his world because that's where I met Dave and had the honor of sharing a stage with him more than once. And then even being under his direction. So welcome, Dave Russell. Ah, hello, and thank you. Yes, it's great to be here. Uh, This is very strange because I have no idea where you two are. You could be anywhere in the world. You know, I wish I was anywhere in the world, but I am in Orlando in my home. But I could have made up something more fun. Yes, who who would know? Now, Mary... Mary, you had mentioned smorgasbord. I'm originally from Minnesota, so I think I'll be the Swedish meatballs in your smorgasbord here today. (laughs) You know, that gives me an idea, Mary. Next On our next um, segment, we should say, and I'm joining you from the French Riviera, and you could make up some wonderful place, too. (laughs) All right. Make the show sound very exotic. Yes, (laughs) yes. So, Dave, how are you doing, and what have you been up to during this crazy time? Well, um... We've been just trying to make it. This is a very strange, unusual, unfathomable, and exciting time to figure out how we're going to do this. Uh, It's a great challenge for everyone in all aspects, but especially we in the entertainment industry and here in the Orlando area. Um, Everything you do has to stop for two and a half months. What are you going to do now? So uh, everybody's been learning a lot of new things, trying out a lot of new things, and we're just uh, in that as well. We've actually been kind of busy at SAC. You know, we aren't doing our favorite thing, which is hosting people at our theater for live shows. Uh, But we've been trying a lot of things. So we've actually been kind of busy during this time. I can't believe two and a half months has gone so quickly. You mean like workshopping and coming up with new ideas or for shows or structures? Yeah. um, You know, the workshopping isn't, you know, can't really do the same, you know, getting together and trying stuff else. We're doing that all remotely. But we've been uh, the main thing that SAC has been doing to kind of keep with our, you know, theater community, our our fan base at SAC is to do. We've been doing a nightly check in. So this started uh, with our uh, artistic director, Emily uh fontano she started doing a monday night check-in and then well i'll do it on tuesday night and then i'll do it on wednesday thursday friday so it's like every night of the week she started doing a check-in and then different people from the sac ensemble would kind of take hold of one of the nights 
and yeah. make their own. And that's sort of what it's come to be now. So there's a Monday night check-in. On Tuesday nights, uh, we have a Jose Rodriguez, who has been with us for um, a, a long time. And uh, he's one of our wonderful Hispanic improvisers. And so I love Jose. A, a Hispanic flair to it. He does, uh, what is it, Martes con Jose. Tuesday uh, on Wednesday night, one of our ensemble members, Brett Walden, uh, he's very wise and, you know, he's an improv director as well as a great performer and, and studier of, of improvisation. And so mm. he kind of gives his take, you know, we call it uh, wisdom. Wednesday wisdom from Walden. <laughs> uh, Robin Petretti, you know Robin, uh, Mary. She does a of course. Saturday night sip and sack, I think she calls it. Uh, she's got a great fan base. So she does just kind of talking in her kitchen using her phone as the the uh, method that she communicates to everyone. <laughs> Rob Ward has been doing a, a happy hour on Thursdays. I do a, a show on on Monday nights, which has been very fun. I can and again. It's like been doing this for coming up on, on week eight called Sack Backtracks, where oh. I'm actually exploring the history. Yeah, of I've got a few of those. The Sack Comedy Lab and the Sack Theater Company. I don't know if a lot of people know or not, but Sack is actually a 43-year-old company. Our comedy lab wow. has only been open about 26 years. But before that, we worked at Disney and did festivals mm -hmm. and theater. So every week I take a different approach and see who we're going to be talking about. This coming up Monday, we're our going to be featuring the Disney years. That's when we worked mainly at Epcot and many mm. other Disney venues uh, from 82 to 89. So that's mm -hmm. going to be uh, that uh, episode there. So been doing a lot of those things. We're doing a few online classes, trying those out. Um, we haven't really done any improv show performing because we haven't quite nailed uh, how to do that. So we've been looking for different things to do. Mm hmm. Have other groups tried it? Have you looked to see what other improv yeah. groups do online? Uh, there, there are numerous things happening. Um, you know, uh, Second City, of course, is doing some things. We've seen some of that kind of thing. Uh, one of the uh, very interesting uh, modes is uh, Impro Theater out of L.A. Uh, they're doing um, some stuff. They do some some longer form stuff, and so they're um, doing some some stuff really well with that. A lot of people are trying a lot of things. Some of the stuff it's we've always felt that it's so hard to translate uh, the improv to um, uh, to even videotape, you know, taping it uh, and then seeing it later. You know, it's, it's such a live in your face yeah. thing. Uh, so, yeah. uh, but we've seen some people, you know, some successes, some things, you know, I'm not going to call anything a failure in this time because like, hey, we're just trying stuff out. But some of the stuff you can see, it's like, oh, that uh, works a little better than others. And so mm -hmm. we haven't re we've kind of been doing. Um, it's like we partnered with the um, OCCVB and we did a virtual date night. And so that was just kind of fun to kind of interact with the fan base again. And we had our improviser, nice. we actually had improviser couples from SAC, you know, uh, that are, are couples who also work at SAC. And it was, so it was a part, it was like a, a game. It was part newlywed game, part minute to win it. And uh, part, <laughs> it was part, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Just kind of testing people's knowledge and stuff. And just to, having fun, different kind of things. Yeah. So you got to find something different. It. You keep exploring ways to have yeah. fun with your audiences, and that's why they go to SAC. Yeah. And we have done a couple of virtual, we call it virtually SAC, you know, some virtual shows where uh, there was a birthday celebration uh, where somebody was celebrating. And, you know, we do the slice of life at SAC. So uh -huh. it's like, what can we do when someone's birthday? So we uh, get them uh, online, surprise them in the comfort of their own home. We pop up on their screen, you know, the, the, um, 
the person who sets it up kind of sits him in front of the TV and then we pop up on the screen. Oh. We're here to celebrate your birthday. So we find oh. a few fun improv things to do. You know, mostly it's like we're going to play an improv character that's going to interact with you or some of your people. <laughs> we bring other family members of theirs on the screen as well. And and so that's it's funny. actually a, a, a new and, and kind of an exciting kind of way to do all this stuff. So if someone wanted to, you know, get do something nice for their family and buy this as a gift. How, how would they get in touch with you about it? What, well, what would they do? Um, I, I think the best thing uh, to do if you want to, if you know you want information about that, I, I would just say uh, contact uh, Gina Hunter at satcomedylab.com. Uh, but okay. you can also go to our, our just go to the webpage. You can kind of get connects up and links up to there. And that is sac.com. That's a real easy and simple one. And then also for these live streams that we're doing, we uh, broadcast on Facebook Live and then also YouTube Live. But uh, a quick way to get to the Facebook Live page and see all the shows we've done, even the past shows, you can look back in and replay any of those shows as well as see what's coming up, what's coming on. And that uh, a quick uh, way to get there is sac.com slash live sac.com slash L-I-V-E, and that will take you, kind of redirect you right to our Facebook Live page. All right. Hey. That's awesome. So, Dave, when you say that you've been busy, you weren't kidding. Yeah. Like, you guys have been really, are there things, you know, a lot of people are talking about now that they're using technology and using this virtual platform, that they're going to keep some things when we get back to some kind of in-person normal. Do you, is there anything that you've been trying out with that you think you'll stick with? On uh, absolutely. The, everything that we're doing is uh, uh, ready for the next emergency, number one. Uh, but then also, uh, it does have some applications that we can either. So, so this will give us a way, you know, we've never really been able to bring our product to anybody anywhere in the world. And now we can. So we're hoping to that will open up more things. Obviously, if we can get you live in a room with us, that's our, our ideal. We'd like to do that. Uh, live is best. Yeah. And then we've also, uh, we actually, during this time, we launched uh, these uh sack joy squad so this is a, a thing that i can see definitely having a future life and it's basically a a, a quick um uh very quickly planned pop-up surprise pop-up to honor somebody or celebrate somebody or uh, just sort of give them a little burst of energy or encouragement and we actually uh did one of those we have a friend uh, who's with us at sac who was in in hospice care and so you know with all the quarantining and stuff as well um just we just what can we do for our friend here so the sack joy squad popped up at this person's house and we did a joy parade it was kind of <laughs> our parade where people would oh. yell things and you know we throw tootsie rolls at sack so we threw oh. little bags of tootsie rolls into the front yard because you know he's got a a, a wonderful son uh, and wife as well. So kind of treat them with that. And people yelling encouragements and et cetera. And then we also uh, created a, a, a custom love serenade. So it's a custom song. He's, his favorite song was Shambhala, Sh Shambhala, you know, from Three Dog Night. So we rewrote the lyrics to that cool. and then we made a, vi a video where kind of where everybody sings a song and then you put them all in a grid so we had like 50 people on the screen all singing to him this custom version oh of, that's uh, beautiful basically we love you uh uh and and sending love and then people would send love greetings and well wishes and heartfelt messages as well that we recorded everybody sent them in i compiled that all into a video and then we presented that video as well and that's something that you know will stay with that's them. priceless yeah. that is priceless 
And yeah. I think that's why we do this show because so much of what art is is priceless. You can't put a price on exactly. someone's heart and soul that they put in sweat into a project such as that. Yeah. So I think the Sack Joy Squad will stay, you know, will kind of pop up from time to time. You never know where we'll pop up or when. Uh, but just a uh, little stuff to uh, encourage people, celebrate people, um, create a little stir, whatever, whatever the, you know, uh, so if someone listening right now was thinking maybe Sack could come and do this at my party or for my reunion or something, um, how would they get in touch with you and well, um, how will they find out rates and all that? Yeah, uh, so I think, uh, again, the, the best thing um, uh, website. Uh, to go to the website, sak.com, uh, is the, the kind of the best overall way. And then uh, we also have, um, you know, uh, our Gina DeRoma, she actually handles um, the bookings for us. So uh, a good way would be to get to to Gina and you can uh, email Gina or, um, you know, so Gina, I think the best way to get to, to her is sacevent at gmail.com. S-A-K-E-V-E-N-T at gmail.com. Cool. Wonderful. Mary, maybe the Joy Club will come surprise us on our radio show one day. Oh, you? would that be wonderful? <laughs> the Joy Squad uh, attacks again. Yes. <laughs> Joy Squad, I love it. Well, Dave, thank you so much for joining. It's always a pleasure to have you on guys. The show. Too. Thank you for coming and sharing, and thank you for keeping us laughing during Too bad time. he's never in a good mood, huh, Joshua? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Dave, please take care, and thanks again for having a conversation. Thank you, love you, Dave. Thanks for having me on the show. Take care. Absolutely. And listeners, we'll be right back. Thank you for joining us here on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here today with Joshua Vickery. And today is a bit of a sampler day. We're, we're listening to three stories of someone's experience within the arts. And coming up next, we have Maria Raveles. And Maria is the chair and co-founder of La Casita Cultural Center. Welcome, Maria. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Uh, we're glad to have you too, Maria. And you know, Mary and I are really excited to talk to you because a lot of the organizations we're talking to already had programs or an organization that existed uh, before the pandemic. But you actually really started your work during this uh, this pandemic, which I think is is brilliant. So tell us about La Casita Cultural Center. Well, La Casita is an initiative, it's a statewide, we're planning to be statewide. Um, right now we have two uh, main Casita committees, one in Miami and the in Miami-Dade area, and one in the Central Florida, Orlando, Kissimmee area. And it's an organization that we started uh, creating to kind of um, be a hub for uh, the cultural experience of the Puerto Ricans in the diaspora. And I think it's an exchange, you know, so we keep and we highlight our Puerto Rican identity and we share experiences with other groups that live in Florida with us and that people not only come to learn, you know, how to be a Puerto Rican or what's the Puerto Rican music or, but what, what to bring also their experience as, as a Puerto Rican. So it's really an exchange in the community, in music, in arts, in um, all really all the different disciplines, uh, or artistic disciplines. 
I think it's art and folklore, right? Uh, but we also uh, think ourselves about about promoting fine art in the community. Maria, wow. were you, did you all take part of the cultural experience that Terry Olson put on this past fall downtown Orlando? No, no we have not. We have not. What we we join, uh, you know, what we have done in in exchange with other communities has been a couple of, of uh, gallery nights that have been in downtown mm. Orlando, and we have joined. And uh, the other experiences really started right on the pandemic time. Yeah. Uh, we, were, we were planning to have uh, workshops and one-day camps for children and, and cultural encounters. And then uh, the COVID hit us all hard. And we decided that we want to be flexible and nimble enough and bring our art and, and um, call our people and, and still doing art no matter mm. how. I love that. You know, I love this idea of the cultural exchange for the people here in Florida to really understand and embrace the Puerto Rican culture. And I, I've had the privilege of going to Puerto Rico a couple of times. Uh, and I went with my dear friend, Luis Martinez, who's from the mayor's mm -hmm. office. And I was really able to experience the life and culture of Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you what, the people are just beautiful, mm -hmm. like fun and, and everyone is family and there's always music. And so I'm curious, Maria, what do you want people in Florida to know about Puerto Rico? What what do you hope we can experience through your work? Mm -hmm. I think that I want, uh, first of all, you went with a great ambassador. Yes, Louis I did. And, uh, <laughs> the best. <laughs> you were lucky and blessed. Um, I think that people, I want people to understand the depth of the Puerto Rican culture. Uh, a lot of people think that Puerto Ricans are only, you know, salsa and reggaeton. And, and, but we are much more than that. We have uh, painters like our worldwide painters like Antonio Martorell, and we also have a cultural identity that is very, very uh, to us, like the drums in Loisa that are of African origin, origin, right? The Afro-Latino origin, and and we have writers, and 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 I think that I want to people to understand that this is a, a culture, the Puerto Rican of you know, five hundred years culture. Um, and that we have, we are influenced by different groups, and that we have given so much, you know, to the world uh, to be such a tiny island. And uh, I think that will, you know, really uh, help a lot to help us write collectively the next 500 years of what being a Puerto Rican mm. is. How do you see that changing, or how would you want to see it changed, evolve? I think it will. I think, I think everything evolves naturally, mm -hmm. right? I think you know, that's part of being alive, right? And, and culture and art. Art is a very um, life process, right? Pretty much since the they human beings are humans, we started doing art, mm -hmm. right? Even some, even some animals have some artistic uh, inclinations. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that uh, the diaspora, you know, Puerto Ricans living in Florida and Puerto Ricans you know, living in Miami and, and, and Puerto Ricans living in New York, you know, are going to create an exchange and, and, and going to bring depths of layer 
of you know the the cultural you know it's going to be more than folklore i think it's going to be more of a uh, global growth to the to the puerto rican art or or that's how i want to think yeah right? I, I really think art brings out the best in all of in all of us well maria you speak so beautifully about mm -hmm. this you're so articulate about your mission i i I really think you've got some some great days ahead. You know, you mentioned uh, that some of the folklore that is around women empowerment and wellness, uh, what are you hoping to accomplish through some of just the narrative that you're sharing, maybe around women empowerment? Well, specifically in the workshops that we had during the pandemic, we did uh, women healthness, and we had one that is called uh, Channeling the, the Goddess in You, and it was about the natural herbs that are so tied to the culture of Puerto Rican, and that was like, you know, oral tradition and, and, and empowering all of that. I think that's a counter narrative to the, you know, you know patriarchy, machismo-dominated uh, culture that we see every day. So I think that we want to cultivate uh, that, especially, you know, the pandemic, we saw this, this rise in, you know, uh, domestic violence and, and things like that. So we think that art is a very powerful healing tool. Wow. And, and how have people been able to view these workshops around the state? What, what platform are you using? We did two, two things. We did Zoom invites and we invite uh, Puerto Ricans from all around the state and we share it in uh, Facebook platforms. Um, the um, different organizations that are uh, allies and friends of La Mesa Boricua, uh, which is a, like a statewide network of Puerto Rican organizations, and La Casita. And so what is next for you? I mean, after, as things are starting to open back up and people are starting to come out of their homes, are, do you see in-person workshops or what's kind of the Definitely. next phase of, since you just started, what's next? Definitely, we think that uh, we definitely want to do uh, some in-person workshops about uh, some of the ones that we did online. Uh, we have had a lot of, you know, requests to pe for people to uh, have them in person, like do the drums and, and really describe what us La Bomba and La Plena and how they are uh, tied to uh, the art and the culture mm. and the history, mm -hmm. right? Even the, the, the workers' history and the labor history of Puerto Rico, how are they uh, tied mm -hmm. to it? We also want to do, uh, we were planning to do uh, one-day camps, and we were planning to do one-week camps with children. We will have to figure out, you know, if we get the funding now, if we get, because I know some, you know, some organizations have not been able, are, are shutting down mm. their in-person programs for the summer. But hopefully we will find at least the, the way to do at least one uh, camp for the children that will include music, uh, painting, uh, performing, um, at least for one week in Spanish uh, with uh, cultural, culturally appropriate elements for uh, children in the diaspora. Wow. And so tell us, how do we get a hold of you? How do we keep up with you? Is there a website? And you said there was Facebook as well. Yes, um, I think that the easiest way if you have uh, direct, you know, questions, you know, uh, ask me by my email, maria.rivelas at yahoo.com and uh, or my phone, you know, 315-930-5041. That's for, you know, direct request. And um, the, the uh, Facebook platform that we use is called La Mesa Boricua. Uh, say that again. 
la mesa boricua is the Puerto Rican table. Nice. La mesa, la mesa boricua. That's the uh, Facebook uh, groups that we have been using uh, to uh, promote our material. Nice. Wonderful. Well, thank you for what you're doing. I'm so, you know, there have been some kind of silver linings in this pandemic and, and the work that you're doing is definitely one of those. So we know that there's great days ahead for La Casita Cultural here, here. So we'll have to keep updated to you and we'll have, have to have you come back on the yes, show. Yes, let us know when you have. Know, uh, how the next thing Exactly, going. whatever that next thing is, keep us abreast, okay? Absolutely, absolutely will. And very happy to be find to found this, you know, arts community in, in Florida that has been so welcoming to, you know, to what, you know, the Puerto Rican needs and, 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 and once, I guess. <laughs> so thank you so much, and thank you for having me today. Oh, sure. Absolutely, Maria. It was our pleasure, and best of luck of you as, you as you continue to help us understand the beautiful art and culture of Puerto Rico. Yes. Mary, uh, thank you, Maria. Show. Thank you. Oh, I went by so fast, Joshua. I know. <laughs> so quick. Well, it's really wonderful when you get to talk to multiple people in one I show. Know. You know, I, I, I really... You know, I like our long conversations and diving deep, but I also like meeting so many it's people. Like in one show. So, it's like a smorgasbord. It's like a you called it. It's a smorgasbord. Well, listeners, join us back here next week as we meet three more organizations and three more mm -hmm. guests as we hear about what they're doing to keep arts and culture alive during this pandemic. Go out and support yes. the arts in some way. It's go see a show or a dance concert. Mary, it was good to have conversations. Always, with you. always, always. I look forward to seeing you in person soon. Absolutely. Listeners, join us back here next week on Magic 107.7 FM. From the heart. From the heart. <laughs>